The following is a production of the Pest Posse, your trusted resource for pest control-related information and training for pest management professionals. But over the last several years, there have been a number of changes to include the adoption of a variety of tools. So bed nets are still a cornerstone. Bed nets are still important. They're cost-effective. They're easy to distribute but they aren't the only tool. The private sector companies have really stepped up to innovate and create new ways to address uh, insecticide resistance, to tackle the mosquito, to prevent malaria in the first place. And then on the back end, if someone does get malaria, there's a variety of, of drugs now to help treat that person. Welcome to the Pest Posse TV podcast. That's right, that's a full mouthful. And uh, we are here, it's Cully the visionary and creator and screw up here at the Pest Posse. And we have Foster Bruchka, <laughs> my <laughs> wonderful partner. <laughs> like you said, uh, Captain Productivity, because if I don't make it happen, it's not going to happen because you'll pull a Cullyism. Well, it'll, it'll happen. It just isn't going to happen correctly all the way. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. That's true. Oh, shoot. Well, that's right. Yeah. So I'm Foster yeah, like I said, uh, Captain Productivity or whatever you want to call me. And welcome, everyone. Hey, welcome, uh, everybody, to this new year. That's right. It's 2023. We made it to the other side here. So this is pretty cool um, that uh, we made it to another new year. And we're, we're starting off this year strong. we got some great new content for everybody yeah. um, and some great stuff we did last year. But we even got some better things this year. And I think we're starting it off with a bang with who we got today. But uh, which is who? Who do we got on today, Colleen? We have Jonathan from what was nothing but nets and now is united to be malaria. That's right. A great organization, a great foundation that he's a part of that we've had him on before. But like Cully mm-hmm. said, they've uh, they've done some name change. And that's why we had him on to really kind of talk about um, what they're all about, why the name change and everything. So um, it's I think it's going to be a great conversation today. And you know, and hey, before we start, you know, we just want to let everybody know, make sure you follow this podcast on your favorite podcast platform and to watch the entertaining video version, make sure you sign up for Pest Posse TV. We got a plethora of content there, a lot of new things we got going on this year uh, with that platform. So you guys need to go and check everything out with that. Absolutely. And make sure to go and uh, get us get some swag from our general store. Mike Fox said, buy us a cup of coffee. And um, yeah, we'd really appreciate it. There are some expenses to make this free, um, you know, internet fees and whatnot. And so we appreciate everything you guys can do to help keep this coming to you at no charge. Exactly. So those are always nice. And um, but yeah, I think we got a really good um, interview coming here and some good content. So let's get to having Jonathan. Hey, Jonathan, welcome back to the Pest Posse. I don't think we were Pest Posse TV when we had you on last time. Hey, Cully, it's really great to be back. Thank you so much for having me, and uh, always good to, to rejoin the Posse. Absolutely. We're really glad to have you. Why don't we get started? Tell everybody who you are and who you're with, and we'll move right along. Absolutely. So my name is Jonathan Kidwell. I'm the Senior Officer for Partnerships and Development at United to Beat Malaria. We were formerly nothing but nets. And in my role, I work with about 15 companies across a number of industries, including several within the pest control space. 
to raise awareness and funds for the fight to end malaria, a preventable and treatable mosquito-borne disease. Right. Yes, I think that's fantastic. I, um, I yeah, that's why we have you on. So we want to help support you guys any way we can. Thank so, you. what are three things that people may not know about Jonathan? Oh, so outside of uh, really loving what I do and, and being able to find creative ways to get companies involved in the fight against malaria. Um, so I, I really love making pancakes. I have a specialty that is a Reese's peanut butter cup pancake. It is Ooh. fantastic. It is part of how um, I convinced my wife to marry me was my Reese's peanut butter cup pancake. <laughs> she might tell so you. You're, you're then you're then destined to make those on a regular basis for the rest uh, of your life. Yes. And now that we have kids, it uh, they certainly ask for them as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I have, I really love Venn diagrams. So enjoy kind of explaining things as overlaps of, of how they're related to other things. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I will say, you know, coming just out of the holiday season, uh, I am not ashamed to admit that I enjoy some good Hallmark holiday movies. Ah, good. That's always fun great uh tradition for the holidays especially with the kids that's uh that's awesome so the name change yeah. nothing but nets to united to beat malaria what uh what was the motivator for that so, yeah, yeah kelly i've been kind of thinking about this and kind of having a, a broader understanding of it and really comes down to we as a campaign had kind of evolved beyond the nothing but nets name for a few years. Uh, so the history of the campaign was we got our start uh, after an article written by then Sports Illustrated columnist Rick Riley, who wrote about how he had been writing about the wrong kinds of nets. He was writing about basketball nets and soccer nets and tennis nets. And at that time in 2006, had learned that a child was dying from every 30 seconds, every 30 seconds from malaria, and that all it took to help maybe prevent that was a simple insecticide treated bed net. So he wrote this article in 2006 and started, kind of gave birth to the Nothing But Nets campaign. And for about 10 years, that's really what the campaign was, was raising money to send bed nets to Sub-Saharan Africa. But over the last several years, there have been a number of changes to include the adoption of a variety of tools. So bed nets are still a cornerstone. Bed nets are still important. They're cost effective. uh, They're easy to distribute but they aren't the only tool. The private sector companies have really stepped up to innovate and create new ways to address uh, insecticide resistance, to tackle the mosquito, to prevent malaria in the first place. And then on the back end, if someone does get malaria, there's a variety of of drugs now to help treat that person. So there's a recognition on our part that bed nets are one component of the fight against malaria, but they're not the only component. And then kind of even more broadly, our campaign had also evolved to include an advocacy component where everyday Americans, we've had some pest control owners some PCOs that have stepped up and helped us in this way to advocate with their members of Congress for continued U.S. government funding for global malaria programs. So the name change from nothing but nets to United to Beat Malaria is really just a reflection of the evolution of what the campaign had already become. And in some ways, it's kind of opened some doors uh, to partners with interventions outside of bed nets. So it's an exciting change for us. It's one that in some ways kind of represents an integrated pest management approach of appreciating and recognizing that different tools are gonna be more effective in different settings. And so that's part of the reason as well is, you know, bed nets might not be the most effective tool in a given setting. 
Yeah, well, I think that's great. I remember we were talking about last time some of those other options, you know, and yeah. using those and utilizing those and um, what you guys are supporting. Um, but I really think if for me in the pest control setting, I remember when Foster first brought it up, I was like, nothing but nets. Has this got something to do with birds, bird control or bats? <laughs> You know, I'm thinking about what we use netting for, you yeah. know, like yeah. just like the um uh the sports illustrated um yeah. gentleman, you know, um he was writing about the wrong nets. Well, I of course envisioned the wrong nets uh until I got to know what you guys were about, and then I was like, Oh, okay, that makes sense. But I really like the United to beat malaria because one, like you said, you're doing more than just providing nets. Um, which of course are still fantastic. Um, but, uh, it's just a bigger picture. And I think it also defines who you are a lot better. Yeah. Um, speaking of which, what is the mission of United to beat malaria? So our, our mission is to equip and provide resources, life-saving commodities and interventions to frontline health workers in communities that uh, might be overlooked. So trying to make sure that no one is left behind in the fight to end malaria. So our programs prioritize uh, the most vulnerable. And unfortunately for malaria, that's pregnant women, children under five, and refugees in displaced communities. And mm -hmm. as a parent with two young kids, I have a daughter who's six and a son who's three. And knowing that about 80% of deaths are children under five, it's it hits me in a different way when I'm putting my kids to sleep each night and knowing that I don't have to worry about about whether they're going to you know get bitten by a mosquito that might transmit a, a deadly disease. So as as a parent, it's easy for me to kind of relate to that situation uh, in some way, in some small way. So it's about providing interventions uh, to help protect vulnerable communities, vulnerable families with the ultimate goal of, of ending this preventable and, and treatable disease. Right. Yeah. I think that's really fantastic. It's kind of interesting as you talk about, you know, some of these vulnerable people and communities, you know, we don't hear very much about um, refugee camps anymore. You know, um, when they first kind of get formed um, for various reasons, you know, you get you, you'll hear a little bit about them in the news. And then, you know, we don't realize some of these refugee camps go on for decades, mm -hmm. you know, and some somebody's having to support these people and um, they're just out in camps, literally tents and stuff in yeah. most cases, you know, and um, being able to be protected from mosquitoes is huge because, yeah, you, the whole point is to keep these folks alive. Um, and hopefully get them, you know, moved into a society where they can be productive and have a good life uh, once again. But I think that this is a one of the things that needs to be happening in those situations. I think that's really good. How does United to Beat Malaria achieve these goals that you're talking about, this mission and getting into these places and accomplishing um, ultimately saving lives? That's one of the exciting parts for me is it's all about collaboration. Uh, and certainly in my role, I work with the private sector. I work with companies. Uh, we've had a, a great partnership, uh, an ongoing partnership with NVU. Uh, excited about uh, working with them, our continued collaboration there. So I get to work with companies kind of around the world who 
engage their employees who do different fundraising activities who share our messaging around World Malaria Day or Malaria Day in the Americas. But outside of the private sector, there are so many other groups that we rely on to help achieve our mission. Uh, and that's uh, our on the ground partners. Most of our on the ground partners are UN agencies, uh, UNICEF and UNHCR, but we do work with non-UN partners to help distribute these life-saving interventions in communities that really need them. Of course, we have individual donors, a number of whom have been with us for 16 years, for the full 16 years of the campaign, who have invested in this cause, who have said that it's unacceptable that elsewhere in the world, people are still dying from a mosquito bite. So we have donors of all different levels. We have civil society groups, uh, champions from around the world. And I do wanna give a, a specific shout out to our basically 500 grassroots advocates from around the country who meet with their members of Congress. And then uh, at the global level, we collaborate with uh, the RBM Partnership to End Malaria, the President's Malaria Initiative. So these global entities uh, to make sure that we're trying to coordinate our actions to move forward in lockstep and move forward in unison uh, so that we're not duplicating efforts and we're being strategic in how we're uh, addressing this problem. So it's all about collaboration and it's all about kind of partnerships and, and that's one of the hopes for this conversation is to be able to engage more PCOs and, and talk a yes. bit about uh, how they can get involved. Well, and I think as we talk about all this and we're going to, that's kind of our next topic is what you're bringing up. But at the yeah. same time, I think it's a good reminder. I mean, I mean, I could be wrong, but as far as I, I've seen, I haven't seen anything change this, but mosquitoes are still the number one killer in the world. I think yeah. they far exceed anything else. Yeah. Um, and you know, it's not all malaria, but, does it matter that it's not all malaria? I mean, it's like, who wants to die from a deadly disease? Yeah. You know, I mean, we're all going to go, but uh, I think most of us would prefer if we just went out in our sleep. Right. Right. <laughs> you know? and, and yeah. The, the mosquito, yeah, we've done a, a thing just kind of on the streets with people occasionally is asking them what, what the world's deadliest animal is. And you get the alligator and the crocodile or the shark and, um, very rarely does someone get it that it's that it's actually this tiny little thing. It's the mosquito right. that is the world's deadliest animal. Yeah, it's just a crazy thought. And with that said, I think this is such a great partnership in regards to um, working with pest control mm -hmm. because I mean, we're out, you know, treating for mosquitoes. A lot of us, and um, you know, fortunately in the United States, most of the diseases that are carried are are um not quite as serious and and we're in a country where those things can be recognized quicker um and then treated easily more easily um but it's still an issue and the point isn't so much that we're just going to take care of the united states right we want this to get out there where they don't have the abundant funds that we have here and yeah. the abundant resources right and so how do pest control people get involved to help out with United to Beat Malaria? Really any any way they want. I, I will say I, I am a fundraiser, so I often include fundraising as one of the elements or one of the ways that people can get involved. But mm -hmm. the partnerships, the opportunities that I get excited about are the ones that have multiple facets or multiple components. So there is fundraising where uh, you can make a contribution for each customer that signs up for a new mosquito service or um, you can uh, 
encourage customers to add on mosquito service and make a contribution that way. You can collaborate with your customers and run a campaign to encourage them to support your company in partnership with United to Beat Malaria. Mm -hmm. uh, but there's also plenty of moments during the year where communications and getting the word out are, are very important in helping to spread awareness and trying to grow the community of people who are rallying behind this cause. Uh, so World Malaria Day is April 25th. That is a big moment. Uh, World Refugee Day in late June. Uh, Mosquito Control Awareness Week in mid-June. Uh, World Mosquito Day in August. All of these are moments where we're helping our partners craft messaging to get the word out and to share with their communities that they are a partner with United to Beat Malaria. And then we also have companies that work with us to do kind of creative and fun employee engagement activities. Uh, you saw me at Pest World with the baskets right. to beat malaria, the Papa Shot. Uh, and then our, I mentioned our advocacy program. And I think that's in particular a great way for companies and PCOs and PMPs to get involved in an authentic way because they're able to speak from such a knowledge base and, and, and a position of familiarity with how mosquitoes affect public health. PMPs right. are protectors of public health and engaging with this cause, engaging in the fight to end malaria really helps kind of elevate that messaging that PMPs are protectors of public health. You do it right. in your communities day, on a day-to-day -day basis and now you're helping to address one of the world's oldest and deadliest diseases. Absolutely. Um, along those lines, um, what are the benefits that you find that as pest control companies partner with you, what do they experience out of that? So I think it's a, a number of things. First, I think it's a way to kind of authentically collaborate on an issue for PMPs. Uh, so much of what I kind of have learned and understand about these partnerships is that consumers are looking for authenticity in that partnership. And I can't think of very many other causes where there is such a direct tie-in between the day-to-day -day work of, uh, of a pest control company and this cause of ending malaria, a mosquito-borne disease. Mm -hmm. I think it also helps with companies to develop a, an, an enhanced sense of purpose. Um, my wife and I have had mouse problems over the years and you know, knowing that you are going into someone's home and taking care of that problem and giving them a safe home certainly creates purpose, but then having an extra layer of we're helping to protect families and save lives kind of mm -hmm. adds that sense of purpose. And there's all sorts of information out there about employees, especially now looking for um, not just a day-to-day -day job, not just you know punch in, punch out, but something that they can feel connected to and feel like it's giving them an increased sense of purpose. And you know, from a business standpoint, again, that, that opportunity to connect with customers and potential customers uh, around this alignment of messaging. Uh, and then I think the, the last thing I can say is you know, for companies that engage in this partnership through you know, employee activities and, and do some of the fun things, uh, it can help with employee retention uh, by giving some of these fun activities. Malaria is obviously very serious, but how we tackle it, how we address it doesn't have to be. So I think there's a number of benefits for um, for companies that choose to engage with this. Um, and and I, I'm happy to kind of uh, work through those as, as companies reach out and, and ask about how they can get involved. Absolutely. I think those are you 
you really went over those well. I think that the fact that one, you can gain more sales, right? Just putting it in kind of real yeah. practical terms. You can just simply gain more sales by being a part of this because some of your clients are going to be like, okay, why would I pick you over this other company? Well, here's yeah. a reason. And there's a lot of people out there, especially the younger generation who loves to, um, you know, they want more purpose in their life, you know? Yeah. And so they're looking for areas and companies to invest in, even just buying their regular day-to-day needs from that ha- there's more to it. You know, there's more purpose. And so the, there's a real easy way for you to gain more sales. And then like you touched on it, the kind of last there was your company culture. Yeah, It's the same thing, right? You've got these, typically your pest control person is, is a, you know, especially once you're hiring are typically are younger, not always, but a lot of times they're younger. And again, they're in that mentality, which is, nothing wrong with it they want to work someplace where they feel like they have purpose and they're doing more than just a job and so um you're you're giving them some of that in the process uh it's i would say it's not the only thing but it's definitely um a thing and you guys make it so simple right i mean you don't it's not like it's this massive difficult thing that they have to figure out um, I think we talked about with some of your, um, you know, the last time we had you on, we actually had uh, one of your yeah. main partners on and they were just talking about how, you know, there's a there's a link on their website for people to donate directly and there's different things that they can do. And then, of course, like you said, they run these um, different campaigns and, um, <clears throat> you know, you're always looking for ways to market differently and not be like everybody else. And it's just a, what a great way to do it and save lives at the same time. Yeah, absolutely. So, and that's one of the bits of feedback I got kind of early in my tenure is help making partnerships as easy as possible. And, and to that end, mm-hmm. we created a, a new partner toolkit with you know our top line messaging. Here's you know co-branded and, and templated social media posts. If you want to put out a series mm-hmm. talking about your partnership with United to Beat Malaria. So mm-hmm. trying to make it a, as easy and seamless as possible, uh, knowing that this is probably, you know, uh, you know, at the ninth or tenth task for a marketing coordinator or marketing director uh, to to implement this partnership. So that was a bit of early feedback that we acted on, and I think it's been a, a good a good change for us and helpful for our partners. That's great. Yeah, which just like I emphasize, makes it easier. You Absolutely. know. And um, that's what you need as a business owner is to, uh, anything extra you're going to do really needs to be easy because otherwise you won't get it done. It's just you've yeah. got too many other things to do. And um, so you guys are great in that you're making it easy and you're, you know, giving us mission and, and the knowledge that we're helping people and saving people um, from these deadly diseases. So thank you once again for being with us, Jonathan. Really appreciate your time. I appreciate it. Thank you so much, Kelly. Thank you to the Pest Posse. Uh, I really appreciate the opportunity to be be on your platform and, and talk a bit about our work and hopefully encourage uh, some of your, your followers, your community to, to reach out. And our get pleasure. Absolutely. Thanks for being here. 
This has been a production of the Pest Posse. Be sure to follow Pest Posse TV on your favorite podcast platform. For great video content, be sure to subscribe to the free Pest Posse TV membership available at PestPosseTV.com. Follow the Pest Posse on social media and tell your friends, colleagues, and everyone else you meet about the Pest Posse and the awesome content they provide. Remember that pest control is an adventure, so go out there and enjoy the adventure with the Pest Posse.